and welcome to this year's first episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and I am joined by Yannick and Dylan. The whole trio is here. How are you guys doing? Happy second New this, Year! Second That's right. That's true. right. You gotta be, the trio, show the some trio respect. To the X-Men. The X. True. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, he, he will never, never shut up. Yes, he will never shut up. <laughs> he will never come on the show again. No, oh, uh, amazing, amazing review. <laughs> amazing review of Gun Pro's uh, year-end Corkin with Xavier Yannick. Uh, Thank you. Very, very fun time listening to it. Um, I always love when Xavier comes on, so... I wish I could have been there for that, but I was in the air when you guys were recording. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. I wanted to be on it as well. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to Xavi. I always have so much energy on his uh, all of his appearances uh, on there. Uh, so, really glad to well, hear everything's going well, and uh, hopefully we get a lot more from him coming up in the new year. We got a new year. Got to get some more of Xavi. Yeah. Also, like, shout out Yannick for being a workhorse during the, the Christmas break. Like, yeah. while I was being with family and uh, visiting friends, Yannick was pl- recording podcast after podcast for for the show. And <laughs> I still, have, I still have one in the can that will come some yeah. days after this year drops. It is, it is quite a good job of, of you, sir. I'm glad you, you. You, you, did, you stepped up and did that. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the first episode of the year. First, like, official whole trio show of the year. Uh, I, I correct myself. Uh, I hope everyone had a good uh, New Year's Eve and the Christmas break. And um, the first week of January is kicking off. Uh, DDT. We'll, we'll start with DDT. Uh, we are going to do some year-end re- awards at the, at the end of the show. But we first want to cover DDT's, like, uh, first show of 2024. Which was the final of the Grand Prix 2023 tournament. It, it happened on the 3rd of January, two days ago on Wednesday. It, it was in Tokyo Corken Hall. A great, super great number for DDT. 1,194 fans in the building. That is a great, great number for DDT. It it's funny because is. there's a lot of of great numbers. Uh, like it, if you look at the Japanese wrestling scene, this week had multiple cork and halls over a thousand, uh, and yeah. I think that's great news for multiple companies. That DDT got the, the props here. Do you think there is a lot of overlap between All Japan and DDT's uh, t- attendance? Like, Probably more All than Japan with All Japan and Actress Girls. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, well, all Japan uh, was in DDT. It uh, was in, in DDT. Well, they were in DDT, but uh, All Japan was in Corken Hall earlier in the day on the third, uh, and DDT closed the night uh, in the building. Uh, do you guys think there was how much, how big percent uh, percentage wise was of people who went to All Japan earlier in the day that also went to DDT? I think what makes a 
big difference um, as, during these days are the the foreigners. Um, yeah. Obviously, New Year's is a very popular wrestling vacation uh, time, and the foreigners do not care. They catch the grabs. Yeah. So I think there definitely is a bigger overlap than usual. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew people who went to both both these shows uh, that yeah. day. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, a lot of wrestling has been going on. So Dylan only watched uh, the main event of this Cork and Hall. Uh, I watched everything from the Shinma Katsumata return match on. Uh, so I did not watch the two first matches, uh, which was Daisuke Sasaki, Kanon, and MJ Paul of the Nation TA defeating Soma Takao, Yuki Ino, and Yune when Kanon submitted Takao with the Cobra Twist 2.0 after 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Yannick, what did you think about this match? Um, it happened. <laughs> that, that's a good sign. Um, I do not like that we now... Um, it looks like we have... Um, we now have Daisuke Sasaki and Kanon oh, going it... after Roman Stone. It does not look like it. It is confirmed. Uh, because after the match, Kanon challenged uh, uh, Roman Stone and said that it, it was going to be him, him and Sasaki challenging. And that match has been confirmed to happen on the 21st of January later this month during the, oh, what's it called, the, the, the tour they are on right now. Uh, the <laughs> something tour uh, in, into the fight, isn't it? Into the fight tour right now. Um, today was Sweet, sweet Dreams. Dreams. Sweet Dreams. Uh, the Sweet Dreams tour, uh, which will be that uh, in Tokyo Shinigawa Princess Hotel Club. So how are we feeling about this KOD tag uh, defense? Roman Stone versus Conan and Daisuke Sasaki. Any predictions? Because DDT hates me, they will put the titles on Damnation. So, apparently today there was a another um how, what's, the, what's the right word? But there is some ferment in the story between Daisuke Sasaki and um, Tetsuya Endo. So if they put the title on it, they may they might think it's more interesting. So I just guess the title will change. Since we're uh, since Yuki Ino uh, was in this match, um, Yuki Ino today in the Shinjuku Face uh, show uh, joined Burning. Uh, he saved Tetsuendo from a beatdown from um, Damnation TA and joined Burning. Uh, so Yuki Ino is in uh, Burning. That is news. <laughs> I like how nonchalantly we we just said this after like the first match we review. Oh, by the way, this is for DDT standards a massive <laughs> a massive evolution. But do uh, <laughs> be care. I mean, burning is the least care unit for me. So. Actually, um. How- no, I will how, say that at the finals. How much difference will be will Yuki Ino add to Burning? I think there will be something. Um, it's like it's more of a. It's not the the comedy thing he did with All Out, 
it's not the pheromones thing, and he obviously cannot do without a gimmick. But like giving it to Burning is more of the serious wrestler, uh, you know, that we haven't seen in like forever. So we'll see um, how we how we will do. Another guy who's going to surpass Yusuke Okada in title opportunities uh, in Burning. Um, you, need, you need to let go someday, my friend. I I am letting go. I'm not watching Yusuke, uh, every Yusuke Okada match ever, uh, anymore. No! Which, <laughs> which the next one... Uh, the, you aren't either. <laughs> True. Uh, the next one, the next match. Uh, here we see why we are don't watch Yusuke Okada matches because he loses in them. Uh, Yuna Kiyama and Makaru Ishii of Dead or Alive, the current six event champions, defeated Yusuke Okada and Kazuma Sumi when Ishii submitted Sumi with the uh, Fujiyama knee lock after seven minutes and forty two seconds. Uh, Yannick, anything to say about this match? Um, we we see some growth in Sumi. That's cool. Um, it's it's a fine on the card match. Not not much to say. Um, Sumi did good. I I have to I do like the the champion six man champion um, Chunakiyama as uh, with, with Dino and Oishi. I've, it's just a new facet to him that I'm. He's the straight man. He is, yeah, but not always. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had the first match I watched on the show, which was an amazing start to DDT's year, because this saw the return of one of my favorite wrestlers, Shima Katsumata and Toi Kojima. Uh, defeated Yuki Sakaguchi and Hideki Okutani with eruption, when Kojima pinned Okutani with a modified facebuster after nine minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Shuma Katsumata is back, and we have missed him so much. Mm-hmm. Yannick, this was amazing. <laughs> Just, it was, like, as a match, it was, like, very good. But it was just so good to see him back. Yes, but it was also third from the bottom in, like, a tag match. Um, yeah. But, man, Shunma hasn't lost a step. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm not. I'm not partially here. I I do love Shunma. He's my favorite wrestler. Period. Um, I was close to tears. I think my. Um, if you followed my Twitter during this match, you probably think I was. I'm like twelve. But I don't care. Shunma's I, back, baby. I also had a moment like that this uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> And it might have had something to do with the Tokyo main event. But uh, yeah, uh, it was very cool to see uh, him and Okutani start off exactly where uh, Shuma left off, basically. Um, yeah. A lot of the uh, classic Shuma spots here. The Katsumata, Gamba. Oh, amazing moments. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think Koji, Toyo Kojima is going to have a great year this year. Yeah. I... I I think we we need to start looking at him as a potential like title challenger for the the universal. At, and oh, okay, yeah, that might that might take a while. 
Yeah, but um, not win it. Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but he pinned. Yeah, um, he pinned Okatani. He pinned Okatani, and he obviously has already. He is in the title match um, with our favorite Onita against um, Eruption for the All yeah. Asia titles. Woohoo! <laughs> but you know, we take it. Yeah, and uh, Shima Shima said in 2024, Shima Katsumata is going to go wild, uh, net power, and uh, that is awesome. I, I just hope he doesn't hurt himself again. That would be, that would not be good. Um, then we had a six-man tag. The last disaster box uh, six uh, team up: Harashima, Torowashi, and Kazuki Rada of disaster box defeated Sanshiro Takagi, Akuto, and Antonio Honda when Hirata pinned Honda with the miracle one-shot Kredo after twelve minutes and five seconds. I this was just fun. This was a very good comedy match. Yeah, this like this is a match only DDT can do. Yeah, this is exactly what you always get on DDT. <laughs> no, no, I thought it was like a step better from what you always get. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, and but not much to say about it. Watch it if you liked it. You like DDT. Uh, while we're here, since we're not going to talk that much about, we're not going to review the Shinjuku face shows. We, so we mentioned here. Is that the disaster box final match was the uh, the Harashima, uh, <laughs> uh, Kozuki Rada and uh, Torowashi just an amazing farewell three way match to the, a unit that almost have been dead for a year now. <laughs> so, uh, but it was very cool because Nautilus, uh, Yuki Ueno, and uh, Naomi Yoshimura came out and said on the mic, "Thank you for." Uh, being there at the start of our careers and helping us out and helping us grow. And that was very, very cool. Like, thank you for uh, doing that. Uh, and of course, it ended in the perfect way of Hirata being beaten up after doing the Tokyo Go dance and getting pinned by Harashima. Great, great farewell to Disaster Box. Then in the next match here on Cork and Hall, we had uh, DDT versus All Japan, Yun Saito and Rei Saito, the current All, All Japan World Champions, uh, World Tag Champions, and Glade Infinity Ch- uh, Tag Champions, defeated Kazuki, uh, Kazusara Higuchi and Rukia when Rei pinned Rukia with the Saito Inigari smash after 11 minutes and 40 seconds. This was just heavyweight horse action at its best, at its most fun. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mentioned something else afterwards that I forgot, but yeah. Yannick, what did you think about this All Japan vs. DDT tag? I think there's not much to say. Um, this is the first meeting of um, Higuchi and Chun Saito since their sumo days. I think they were in the same uh, in the same stable. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not positive on that. This was just fun. Um, if you yeah. like the Saitos, you will like this. And Rukia is doing good. Not it spectacular, was, but he's doing good. It was big boys just going out there and doing a normal big boys match. Uh, but yeah, I forgot to mention something about the last match, and that was that after after uh, Disasterworks had done their dance, Shunwa Katsumata came back out and challenged Hirata for the extreme title. 
which is just awesome. Uh, and that was confirmed to happen on Corrigan Hall on January 28th, the Sweet Dreams show. Since we're at it, um, also um, because Sanjiro Takagi was in that match, um, there is some news about Takagi um, that he will take a break from wrestling um, after July, I think. Um, he will still, he will come back. It is not a retirement. And he will still be the president. Yeah. Um, but he will. His body is taking its toll. So, yeah. Yeah, that that's interesting. But I I kind of missed that. When did they miss that? That was a backstage thing, but okay. it came out yeah. like during this because it was like, immediately okay. after. Makes sense. Uh, so. Dylan, you haven't uh, been uh, been able to say anything that. Uh, how do you feel about first the, the Takagi news and then Shinma Katsumata uh, challenging for the extreme title? Takagi, I think he's a. Um, you know, at this point, he means more outside of the ring, and yeah. has for a long time. You know, so it's not like I feel like it's this huge move for the fans in terms of just direct, you know, on screen. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. It's more of a personal thing for him. Maybe he's maybe he's a little burned out. Maybe he has more responsibilities on his plate coming. It could be anything really that made him make this decision, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, As long as he keeps up his stuff behind the scenes. Uh, And if he leaves that, then that's, that'd be extremely uh, interesting, kind of, just because he's been here since the beginning. It, you know? it would and, be like imagining stardom without Rossi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the, yeah. And so I think he'll still be there as as long as he's around in the backstage. I don't think it's that big of a difference. Um, and I just hope that maybe he feels better to where he he can get back into the ring one day when he's a little refreshed and more, uh, you know, feeling better about it. Uh, as far as Shunma, I think it's great. Uh, I think that he, he is obviously, uh, to me, one of the best wrestlers on the roster, first of all. Just, again, just as a fan, you know, at the end of the day. And he deserves to be in a big spot. But the idea of him doing a match with Hirata, I mean, there's no way that's not going to be awesome. So <laughs> I just uh, I think it's a great idea. And I, I hope he wins. I hope he gets something to move forward and he, jumpstart his return in a good way. He, he gets back the title he had. He was forced to vacate when he was Exactly. In. Yeah. I, I, Only I, after I, like two weeks or something, right? Like he didn't have the yeah. title for any time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is what we are all hoping for. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. But we will definitely talk more about Kazuki Rado's extreme title reign later because he, he deserves some uh, talk of, <laughs> for that. But yeah. Then... <laughs> Yes, we had um, Kurushio Tokyo Japan with Seku Tachibana versus Dante Kudino. Uh, should be noted backstage before this match, uh, Kurushio uh, Tokyo Japan uh, be- defeated the Christmas Tree to become the new R- DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal champ- Heavy, yeah, Heavy Metal Champion. Um, and uh, this match was, of course, made until it, 
into an Iron Man heavy metal champion match, title match. Uh, and uh, this was classic Dino and uh, Jiro things. Like, it, it was very fun to see um, Kobashi get, get involved. I th- I, for me, that was the highlight. Uh, I, I have never been a fan of Sekio uh, Tajibana, so. What? All right. <laughs> what? Blasphemy. Okay. I will give you. Three minutes to uh, sell everyone on this match. Okay. So while while uh, Chiro did his everlasting entrance, Dino was dropping Tachibana in the ring. That's all you need to know. Dear God. Um, I had a great time with this match. It's extremely dumb it's extremely dumb and it's you know exactly what you get and if you enjoy that watch it if you do not don't um i'm gonna say i like this dino way more than the pheromones dino um and i'm not tired of chiro yet which i expected to be at this point um to say one thing I know it's it's viewed differently in Japan. I know he he asked multiple times the the way the Dino thing works. Like if you're male, you put your hand up and he kisses you. Dino kissed the kid, and the re- reaction to it is like the other kids he kissed became. Um, Takeshi Masada and Konosuke Takeshita, which is still very iffy, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously consensual, so I'm willing to to look over it. I'm not re- really comfortable with it. I just want to have this said. But it's the the Dino we had pre-pandemic and. With this in front of a Corican Hall, this big. This is the biggest Corican since the pandemic began. Um, it just felt right, and I had great fun. And if you know, if you don't like this, at least you would like to want to see the watch along uh, chat because people were watching this for the first time and they were confused. Valky had a great time. Yeah. I yeah. I have finished. Yeah. Uh, the finish of this match was Ikemen uh, rubbing Wasabi into his pants uh, and doing a um, Ikemen, Ikemen Rana. Uh, it went uh, 12 minutes and fr- uh, 31 seconds. I I mean, for me, I think I would have enjoyed it more, way more if I had the live chat with me. I there. Shame on me for watching this, uh, the vod of this, uh, but uh, I am. I just uh, didn't vibe with it. Uh, I am very done with Kuroshiro. And we're gonna get more of him. Uh, so, whatever. Yes. He's very popular. <laughs> He's not going away, and I love the team. I, I do love the team with uh, Seiko Tachibana. I think 
Tachibana is tremendous, and I definitely prefer him to to Chiro, but yeah. yeah. Um. So after that, uh, I'll go to the. We had some pretty big news in the intermission, but I want to cover that when we are done talking about Corrigan, uh, because that's kind of future stuff. So the next match we had. Uh, Yuki Ueno teaming up with Yuki Ino versus the Shota for the international team of Masahiro Takanashi and Takeshi Masada. Ueno and Ino uh, picked up the win when Ueno pinned Masada with the July 2 after 10 minutes and 28 seconds. This, this was very fun. This was very, very good. Like This was such a good pilot cleanser after the last match. Uh, just... I, I thought it was very fun. To, uh, like th- this right now, when Chris with Chris Brooks injured, um, Masa and Takeshi is the best like shutter for the international duo you can get. Obviously, um, because all the rest includes Honda <laughs> and, and friends. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, but I, I am. I thought this was just fun. Um, what do you think about this action? I thought this was a total nothing match. Okay. This is definitely a ballot cleanser, but it it brought the mood down hard. <laughs> it's funny because this is my second favorite match on the show. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I I just think Masara is good, uh, and yeah. uh, Ino was not uh, not bad. And then uh, we had the final. The Grand Prix, uh, the Dio Grand Prix 2023, uh, 2023, I mean, final. Yuki Onaya, last year's finalist, going against Tetsuo Endo. And Yuki Onaya wins with the world's best backdrop after 26 minutes and 59 seconds. So, Dylan... This is the match you've watched on, the, on this show. What did you think about this match? I thought it was pretty good. Nothing that, you know, knocked my socks off. But, I mean, what would you expect with these two guys, in my opinion? I think it really fit. I don't want to say the best they could do, but it was on the higher end, I would say. Like, there was nothing really wrong with it. Uh, I was surprised at the winner. Uh, you know, I thought Indo would win personally, but I think it was the right call actually uh, to give Naya the rub. Uh, you know, you need somebody different in throw throw some spice in this into the scene, the main event scene. Uh, see what he could do. See what how where well he's grown as well because last year he had the match with Hino, which I didn't think left any kind of long lasting impression of the year. And now with the Ueno, he'll have a chance to really show out. And maybe somebody who, who could really get something more out of him with his athleticism and the size, size difference and stylistic difference. I think it was a good call putting Naya over as a match. I would say this is above average, but not great. Yannick. Um, to me, the... It was a good match, yeah, definitely above average, but it was such a slow burn that it kind of forgot to get going. Yeah, that's um, a big problem. 
I have to say though that to many DDT fans uh, that I know um, that aren't necessar- uh, necessarily in our circles, this totally works, um, or it worked better. So, yeah. you know, I'm happy. I'm happy for for them. I would say it's a success. I definitely did not count on Endo winning it. Uh, on, on Naya winning, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. We all, we all were thinking uh, Endo yeah. was. It, um, it's yeah. good though because they are giving it to someone new. Uh, totally. And and the whole story of Naya this tournament was that he lost the final last year and he wanted to redeem that, and. I I think he he did well in the lead up, and and he I he did well in this match. But I thought Endo gave him too little. Endo like for me, Endo uh, sold Higuchi as way bigger, way worse than Naya, and I felt it should have been the opposite here. Like Naya, he Endo should have been on a mission here to make sure that everything Naya did looked. Like the worst thing he, that has ever happened to him. There was one spot where that that happened, and that was when he got countered with the giant knee, and Endo sold it like hell. That was good, but that was in the finishing stretch. I thought the twenty minutes leading up until the match was very slow, and had some had some cool spots of of uh, like inspired work, but then. It slowed down again, and it, it I quickly lost interest again. I thought Endo should have done a lot better here, uh, because this whole match is about making Naya uh, a new star, basically making Naya a a like believable main eventer, and I don't think it, he came off that way. I have a hard time thinking he should be like the main eventer. Yeah, he shouldn't be the main eventer, but he should look like a threat for Ueno. Yeah, yeah, that's he does, true. Not, that's... He does not look like a threat for Ueno right now. I'm not actually sure about that. I would say that I don't think there's much expectation of Naya beating Ueno. Uh, and I don't think this match accomplished that either. But he was... It he was like two... done a better job, job at doing that. Is what I, I think mean. if he had, if yeah, he had yeah, a right. more fiery op- opponent, like he, he would have been able to do that here. But instead, it was just like all of Indo's matches. Like, well-performed, well-executed. But there was no soul to any of this, in, in my opinion. And I think you could say the same about Naya, like in a lot of ways. Uh, although I thought he did a good job in the tournament leading up to this. I mean, compare this match to the one versus Ray Saito. Like, this match, Endo can do a lot more than Ray Saito did. And yet, I feel like he brought yeah. so much more compared to Naya. Like, yeah. out of Naya compared to Endo. Yeah, that that I that is exactly also what I mean. Like, uh, still, still the Ray though, Saito I've... should have been the final, though. It should have been Ray Saito versus uh, Naya as the final. Uh, oh, yeah. I. I think I agree, but uh, the, I you think know. that would have gone over more with the crowd, also. Uh, yes, but, yeah. but they were in the same block, so it never yeah. lost them too. Um, but yeah, still, I think 
this is still a better endo than we have gotten the last few months in in burning only teaming with Akihaba. Yeah, I mean, I said that I still think there's a bit, there's a bit of, yeah, there's still a bit of a an elevation there, which does not speak for endo. <laughs> I, I think um, to give like a retrospective on on the tournament, I still think all in all, Nayo did a good job. Yeah, he did, and I'm I'm happy he got the rub. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying yeah. too. I think I, if you I look like at his Crystal tournament, he... way more than Endo. Uh, that yeah. was my point when we were talking about Naya not being a threat. I think a lot of that is on the the opponent here more so than him specifically. Yeah, uh, but it has been it has been confirmed to happen in uh, Tokyo Corican Hall on the twenty eighth of January, the end of the month. Sweet dreams, uh, 2023, uh, 2024, I mean, uh, makes his first defense against Yuko Nile. Um, I saw some people say, "Oh, why aren't they saving this big this tournament win for a big show?" That's what they always do for the deal, like the. They do it in Tokido City Hall, but I my answer to that is DDT doesn't uh, like for DDT Cork and Hall right now is a pretty big venue, and they also don't have any big shows until Golden Week, I think. So anything I, like venues booked, I disagree week. with you there because they have the budget. To have an empty arena, and to they do. I think to to them, an empty arena with the bigger name is more important than um, than a full Corken Hall. Yeah, but why aren't they doing this match in in a, a bigger venue then? <laughs> because, like. That is that is what people were asking. Is my point? Yeah. And yeah. I, my answer is just they don't have any big venues booked. <laughs> yes, and I disagree with you. Yeah, they ha- don't have. Uh, on the, ske- on the schedule, they don't have any. Yes, big that's true. Booked. But you said Corican is a big venue for them, and I disagree. It is. I I mean they treat Corican as a big venue. They mm. give the anniversary show is there. Yes, that's this is true. It's their third biggest show of the year. Yes. <laughs> and that may as well be uh, that the venue is booked on that. The other venues are booked on that day. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah. Uh, I am fine with this being in Corrigan because I prefer uh, DDT in Corrigan. I, I agree on that, definitely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope, it's, I hope it's good. And... I'm glad we aren't waiting for too long for uh, Ueno to make his first defense because we are closing on two months since he won the title. But there was some other new, uh, other big news happening this week for DDT, and that is that the All Japan versus DDT feud is still ongoing. It was confirmed during All Japan's show uh, earlier in the day. That later in the month, on the twenty seventh, uh, in their Corrigan Hall, uh, at the end of the month, Kanosuke Takeshita is going to come 
for a one-match appearance, and he's going to team up with Hideki Okutani to face Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi. That is awesome. That is an awesome All Japan match. And it's as a follow-up... Cool but I love it. <laughs> as a follow-up to that match, on this show, Yuma Aoyagi came out and challenged Konosuke Takeshita to a singles match, and that was made official the first match for the anniversary show Judgment 2024 in Corken Hall, Konosuke Takeshita versus Yuma Aoyagi on the 17th of March. Fucking awesome. It's so funny that with all the talk of WWE and All Japan, they announce an All Japan versus AEW match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, what will the Doom posters do now? Oh, no. They, are, they lose their engagement. Oh. What will they do without their quote retweets? Dylan, what do you think about uh, Takeshita versus Aoyagi? Oh, freaking awesome. Like, how could you not love this? I mean, these guys are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, Takeshita taking a break from his role as nameless goon number two in the Don Callis family. Getting in here, getting to have great wrestling matches, doing stuff in all Japan, doing stuff in DDT. I love it! Takeshita actually was on TV this week and had a great match. And And an amazing match. Did I not tell you that? Yeah. Who is, yeah. Who is Nameless Goon number one? Uh, Will Hobbs. <laughs> I like Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is good. They're all good. So, so is Cal Fletcher. Ne- ne- next, okay. week, next week uh, on Dynamite, Takeshita is teaming up with Hobbs against uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah, so they're getting that win back <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, Darby's getting Darby's getting the win back next week. Uh. <laughs> yeah, or Sting maybe even uh, uh, there either one, but somebody's getting a win back for sure. And uh, but still, uh, Takeshita, great. Hopefully, this is a great start to the year uh, for him. Uh, finally, doing some more stuff. And I mean, Aoyagi, one of my favorites. Uh, me and me and everybody were talking off the air. Like Yuma is right up there in. Like the MVP race of Yuma wrestling is my MVP in Japan, twenty twenty three. Yeah, and I, and I, I think he should be. I've advocated for him for months now, and we'll see in the Eastern Lariat Awards if that pays off. But at least for you, it did, and you knew because you are a ball knower, and you knew what to do with Aoyagi. But I, great match, two great wrestlers, two of my favorites personally. It's almost like a dream match, I dare say, uh, because it's not something I expected to happen. Uh, to be honest. So I'm very happy we're getting the chance to see this awesome and unique match. Uh, great start to the year. Great announcement to start the year. And, uh, you know, it definitely looked like from the, you know, how they announced it, really Naya looked a lot different when they announced that match. I thought it was Naya at first, and then <laughs> you see his face, and that's so bad. <laughs> um, I mean, they look so similar, though, Naya and Aoyagi, right? Uh, Anybody yeah. can mistake them. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> they look nothing alike. <laughs> like they're not in any way similar. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that is, of course, uh, awesome. And I love the old Japan tag also. Uh, also, later this month is, of course, Konosuke Takeshita versus Naruki Doi. That is also on Sweet Dreams on the 28th. So he has a pretty busy week, uh, week in that uh, last weekend of January. 27 and 28, uh, and I love that. Like more Konosuke Takeshita matches is always awesome. 
But the final news from this show that we should mention that is pretty big is that DDT has a new signee and he is a former WWE superstar. He is a well-respected, world-famous wrestler, Yoshitatsu. <laughs> See, yeah. they actually have... Yeah, they signed Yoshitatsu. It's not hard to have seen that coming. Um, it was rumored a bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, it was probably... Like, it could have been Shuchishikawa, but they have... Bad news aside, they also have an intern. True. And it is the world famous motherfucker. Do you know about Tell us. Okay. Um, he. Okay. What's his name exactly? Tazubawa uh, Suzuki. No, uh, his student pro wrestling name. Uh, Mother Child Masu- Masakun Kid. That was his... Uh... Yeah, so the, the in student pro wrestling, they often, their, their wrestling names are um, sexual. Like Risa... I don't know. Hanako. Stardom's Hanako. Um, yeah. wrestled as Risa Farah. And yeah. Farah also, Fela um, used the same kanji, you know, as Fela, Felacio, so she's blowjob Risa. Yeah. Um, or if you remember in 2021, Soma Takao wrestled Shima because his student name was Bima, which is a pun on CT, uh, C stage being the third stage, so Soma Takao only go to B stage, which is second stage, so he is Bima. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, so this I, was I, the motherfucker, and he yeah. is wrestling in DDT now. He, uh, he has not decided if he's going to join the company. He will wrestle at, on DDT shows for a certain amount of time after the uh, anniversary show on the 17th of March. And then he will decide if he, he can join the company. Basically, the way it be... I understood it, it's the other way around. Like, DDC, DDT is deciding if they actually want him. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, that could also be. Like, he is, the, he is an intern wrestler. That is his gimmick. Yeah. Uh, and he, he likes, I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how he, how he does. Uh, this will be similar to Union Illusions, like DDT project. Um, he's he has said that he likes high flying wrestling and has a lot of respect for Kota Ibushi and Naomichi Marufuji, which um bad bad week to bring up those names. <laughs> but he it will it will be um it will be interesting to see how he how he does. But. Uh, I thank you for try- uh, for st- stealing Yoshitatsu's spotlight with them. Uh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, but yeah, um, welcome Yoshitatsu to the company, and soon welcome uh, Tazubasa uh, Suzuki, or as he's also known as Mother Child Mas- Masakun Kid. And that is DDT. So, before we get to the 2023 year-end awards, 
let's talk about Dragon Gate's first two, uh, the start of the year, uh, I always call these two shows. Um, they have uh, two other network shows between now and then, but those are always like, they aren't any, they are there for the fans in the building, not for us. Uh, the cards look fine for those, but I want to talk about the cards for the two first night, uh, first nights in Cork and Hall, open the New Year Gate 2024 in Tokyo, January 10th and January 11th, back to back nights, live on the Dragon Gate Network with English commentary. The first night being branded around Masaki Mochizuki's 30th anniversary celebration with, of course, the big main event. But we have the full card here. Um, opening match, Luis Monte and Hyo, big hug versus Kagetora and Ryoya Tanaka. Then, natural vibes duo of Big Boss Shimizu and Jackie Funky Kame take on MK, Susumi Mochizuki and Yasushi Kanda, the original tag team. Then, an opener Wari Gate title match, Lingerie Muto defending against Don Fuji. Then, tag team match, Ultimate Dragon Punch Tobinaga versus Kai and debuting uh, wrestler from the States, I think. Malta. Uh, Malta. Very uh, different G- place. Yeah, of, of, course he's, of course he's from Malta. He is the capital in the name. Uh, but I, I haven't <laughs> seen any true, of That's true, actually. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of his matches, so I can't judge how he is. Not uh, <laughs> but he is team, uh, Gianni Valletta is t- uh, I, th- I think it's pronounced Valletta yeah uh, Valletta he teams up with Kai versus Ultimo and Punch and then a New Year's special 10-man tag Yamato, Dragon Kid, BB Hulk Casey and Ruki Doi take on Madoka Kikura Dragon Dyer, Koto Minora, Ben K and Strong Machine J so kind of a two, uh, 2010s versus 2020s match here very interesting. I, I like that match a lot on paper. Then a six-man tag. Shuji Kondo, Toru Washi, and Takuya Sugiwara. All Torimon here versus Sebas, uh, Shun Skywalker, and Ishin, and Yoshiki Kato. And then Masaki Mochizuki's 30th anniversary special singles match. The, the return of one of the best rivalries in Dragon Gate history. Masaki Mochizuki versus Shingo Takagi, now signed to New Japan. So, this card is pretty fun. Mm. I really do like the Big Balls and JFK uh, versus MK match. And uh, the 10-man, and obviously at the main event. But like, I have nitpicks with everything else. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but like... It looks like a fun time. It looks like a it looks like a a a, a classic motorcycle pro show. Like they, they that's, could have that's had... actually true. Yeah, this has this has now that you say it, this has mochi written all over it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Which is kind of what they branded uh, like. Fair, fair. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about this card? I just, I mean, the, it's all about the main event to me. Uh, you know, you're getting a special match. Mochi gets to have this lighthearted show beforehand, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I don't really want want to watch the Valletta match, but uh, regardless, uh, the main event is what it matters to me. Like that's the one thing that pops off, and I have no doubt it will be awesome. One of the you know, the best possible matches uh, for a DG run, 
and we're getting it once again in 2024, which makes me very happy. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, the day after, on January 11th, still in Cork and Hall, still live on the network, still with English commentary. The card is like this. Uh, opening match, this is, this is a way more traditional uh, Dragon Gate card. Um, Opening match is uh, Gold Class, Kota Minora, Ben K, and BB Hulk versus Dragon uh, versus D Courage, Madoka Kikura, Dragon Daya, and Ryo Tanaka. That's a cool opener for me. Then we have Daiki Yanaguchi versus Gianni Valletta in a singles match. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Yamato and Punch Tominaga versus Noriko Doi and Shuji Kondo. Then a 10 man tag. Casey, Big Boy Shimizu, Nat- uh, Strong Machine, Jason Lee, and UT of Natural Vibes versus Ultimate Dragon, Don Fuji, Genki Uraguchi, Kenichiro Arai, and Kagetora. Then, special singles match, Luis Monte versus Jackie Funky Kame. Amazing. Then, an open the Triangle Gate title match, Kai, Ishin, and Yoshiki Kato of Seabats defend- uh, making their first defense against M3K. Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda. And then in the main event, special singles match Hyo versus Shin Skywalker. So yeah, the, the, this, this will definitely be the more, the more traditional uh, uh, Dragon Gate show of the two. I am very, very, very interested in, in the Luis Monte versus Jackie Funky Kame match. Yeah, um, the this Corkin screams angle, yeah, from every match, and like the the obvious call is obviously uh, Jackie, so I'm just betting on that. Let's go with the obvious. <laughs> Something will happen. We Something didn't say we, d- we didn't say that for <laughs> all last year with Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest prediction of 2024. Something will Something happen. Something will happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- these Corkins in the p- in the past have always been the start to all of the storylines going on for the rest of the year. This uh, in twenty in the famous one in twenty twenty two with the courage debuting on night one and then winning the Twin Gate on night two. It, it was one of the be- uh, best back-to-back nights of wrestling I've been part of just in a storyline sense and and kept my interest for the rest of the year. I hope they can try to recreate something like that here. I hope to God that we have a great start to the year here because we are going to talk about Dragon Gates 2023 now soon and uh, it's been very, it was very up and down. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, next week we will review these Cork and Hall shows and whatever has been happening in DDT between uh, between now and then. Uh, and now for the uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons' first ever year-end awards, the 2023 year-end awards, I put out a Google form that you, the listeners, voted on and I will be reading off the winners of those uh, those awards as we go, and I will of course be working off those awards as we go. But we we I encourage 
I have encouraged both of you guys to have some runner-ups for the the awards because it's a cool idea to have some. It gives some more attention to all the, all the rest of the stuff some, that happened. So I'll start at the bottom of the awards with the uh, Dragon Gate story slash feud of the year. The listeners have a pretty clear one here, and that is Big Boss Shimizu versus Kikura slash the Reva generation. What do you guys have here? You want me to go first? Yeah. To me, it was close between two, and that was one of them. But for me... I think the one difference in between that one and the one that I had is that it, it stuck the landing. And uh, that was Kikuda's run up to Shun Skywalker. Uh, the way Shun kept putting obstacles, obstacles against him uh, to build to their title match, to see him finally get the win after uh, all of the ghosts that haunted, haunted him in that match and the story that led to it, that to me was my favorite story of the year. And it had a great win. The title reign after it, we could argue about, but up to that moment, that one I thought was the best story. And it had the ending that the Big Boss one didn't have. Um, I think those are two good calls. Most um, of the story is more singular. I have the, the build-up to the cage match. Um, they successfully um, they successfully built around Four parties, um, like two feuds, and put in the this wild card um, called Dragon Kid that really made it like a difference because he didn't really have a place and um, but was an interesting character throughout. And I really think they satisfyingly brought it all together in the end uh, with Shun and. Strong Machine and also uh, Ultimo and and Monte and it kicked off into a totally different direction, you know, like right at the climax. So I think yeah. that's that's my story of the year. There is um, a lot of I I have both of these two uh, as runner-ups for me, but I agree with the listeners with Kikura versus Shimizu, mostly because I was so invested in Shimizu, and I and all the matches surrounding those two were some of my favorite matches in Dragon Gate this year. We have some some somewhat uh, somewhat that we can't, don't really need to count actually, but I kind of count the Twin Gate match at the start of the year with uh, Yoshioka and Shimizu uh, and. Uh, uh, Kikura versus Shimizu and Casey. Then we had the King of Gate match, and then we have the Dream Gate title match, which are two of my favorite matches of the year. I I really liked Shimizu Shimizu's elevation of the uh, up the card here, and I I really just he was one of the guys that I bought into the most this year. I'm it's a shame he lost in the end. I I. I still would have gone with Shimizu winning there. Uh, I wish they had had done different, but yeah. Uh, some highlights from the uh, listeners who voted was uh, someone just wrote masks. <laughs> 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 Which, like, okay, I, I get, I get what you're talking about. <laughs> that tells a story in and of itself. 
someone couldn't decide and said Madoka Kikura or Luis Montes wrote to the Open the Dreamgate title. So two, two, two different uh, uh, nominees here in one uh, nominee. Uh, someone mentioned uh, big hugs for forma- formation, which okay. <laughs> um, but also there was a there was a clear like uh, it was e- for the listeners it was either Kikura versus Shimizu or uh, the cage match that were dominating and I I liked I liked your shout out of uh, Kikura versus Skywalker at the start of the year Dylan that. That for me, that stuck for me a long time for, throughout the year. And just the way they built to it was very unique and yeah. good with the, the the crazy matches that he was putting him in. And uh, you had a great match with Minora that to even get the number one contender spot as well. Uh, but I thought the the specific story between Shun and Kakuda was had more depth to it. Shimizu's was really well done, but not. It was really kind of basic. Ultimately, you know, yeah, they set they up didn't the, the, stick the, the landing. Yeah. yeah, and that's the, that's the main thing. If Shimizu had won, I, 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 think, I think I would have gone just, with that. It's, I think it's just the matches that uh, keep me uh, yeah. having that uh, big uh, Shimizu versus Reva slash Kikura uh, thing. Well, yeah, yeah, and it was just a good good booking. Just say, hey, one of our best workers, we're going to have him have a bunch of singles matches to, yeah. <laughs> to build up to the match. Yeah. Which it, it, it was good. Like, it was totally good and, and, and needed for, for at a time when... those months, yeah. it felt like that was the only thing happening in the company. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then we have uh, we go to the DDT side of this award, the DDT story feud of the year. Uh, Yannick, you can be. Uh, I will run through the uh, listeners after we we have all said ours. So Yannick, you can start. Um, I didn't bother with with runner ups because it's so clear. It's Akio Kai's retirement road. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, you, you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's uh, what I put down. So yeah, that is uh, exactly what I also did. And uh, guess what? The listeners agree. <laughs> Saki Kai's retirement road is written uh, multiple versions of here. It's uh, either in Saki Kai's retirement, either in Saki uh, Kai's retirement tour, uh, or Saki Kai's retirement road. It's all of that is just mentioned over and over again here in the awards, and I just love that. Sake guy, Ama- amazing highlight of the year for DDT and clear, clearly the best story in DDT from last year. Yes. Then I also think that uh, I just want to say, uh, I think we do have to give credit. I, it's not like this story was well told, but Brooks getting the title from the tournament to him winning and, and jumping out into the crowd. Uh, it, you know, that was a really great thing for his overall story, but it wasn't amplified if, in the booking itself. If I had had put down moment of the year, that would have been up there. Yeah, yeah, that one. I also think uh, Hirata, we'll have to see how this run plays out uh, with the title. You know, we talked about Shunma earlier, but if they could actually try and twist that into some kind of story of this, like, completely goofy guy... Uh, that found belonging in a title that maybe no one expected. I think you could have a really great story going into 2024 with Hirata coming off of his title reign. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we have Dragon Gate Tag Team of the Year. There's a clear winner here uh, from the, the listeners. But uh, do you guys have any other uh, nominee? 
No, I didn't even bother. It, yeah, you have. You probably have the same one as the listeners. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Dylan, do you have any tag team besides the obvious one? It's just it's so tough the way the year went. You you know there just wasn't a lot. I mean, if you go all the way back to the tournament at the start, you know you had a, a little bit of good stuff there. Like if you want to dig out, but it was so short lived that you know you can't really go against the team that held the title for yeah. much of the year. Um. So, M3K. Firmly won the, the vote there uh, from the, uh, the listeners, and I think we all agree. Um, I, I just want to point out the multiple ver- versions of how people uh, uh, gave Susan Kanda the nod. Someone, someone said M3K, Susan Kanda, no, no last names. Someone says M3K with uh, the last names and, and for, uh, first names. Someone says M3K slash Kanda. Uh, Kanda Susumu. <laughs> Someone says <Okay>. MK. <laughs> Someone says Susumu Kanda. Someone says Susumu Wurtsukinda uh, Sushikanda. It there are no other Dragon Gate t- tag teams named. It is just different versions of riding Susumu and Yasushikanda. <laughs> I really liked um, my favorite. I I think all of them. I said this on the last episode. One of my favorite things about gold class as a faction is that they all fit together very well like every different version mm-hmm. i thought the two teams in the tag league ben k and minorita and menorah and bb hulk both really had good runs if we had seen more of them this year in a constant role i think one of them could have had a great year yeah um also i think uh kikuda and yoshioka yeah. from that the tournament uh, deserve a shout out for, not only from the tournament, from the f- from the house show tags. Uh, throughout throughout the year, Kikura and Yoshioka made every like house show tag that they were tagging up with each other in worth it. They, they were making like Kobe Sambo Hall matches actually worth checking out by just teaming together, and that I thought that was such a good. Like th- those two are such a good pairing. Of course, Yoshioka and Daya is the more natural one, but I definitely, definitely like Kikura and Yoshioka as a team in- throughout 2023. But yeah, uh, M3K, uh, M3K, Susumu and Kanda, clear renaissance year for Yasushi Kanda, and I'm so happy with him giving him this award. <laughs> also, also, someone wrote uh, Eruption. Here, an eruption on this, uh, on this list. <laughs> so that was funny. Then we had the DDT Tag Team of the Year. I referenced it earlier. They took half of the year off uh, because Shinma got hurt. But more than half. More yeah, than more, half. More than half. Uh, but because of their first couple of months, Shinma got the clear tag team uh, of the year award here from the listeners and i think we can agree yeah well the division went to shits afterwards yeah um but yeah like as if i would have would have named any other team 
Yeah, I mean, one of one of their defenses, I think, is pretty high on my uh, uh, DDT match of the year. It is on my match of the year period. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, do you have any other shout than uh, Shunmao for tag team of the year in DDT? I think it's just really tough uh, with the reason, like you said, ultimately there just aren't any good candidates and they're the best one of an extremely flawed uh, class. I think if I had to... uh, There was uh, two, three, uh, three uh, nominees here for eruption from the listeners. They would be up there. Uh, I think they've done a good job. And even in All Japan, I thought they did a good job. Uh, I liked if we could see more of Higuchi and, and Nakatsu together, I think they could be a great team uh, yeah. with, with each other. Uh, you know, coming in there, they had a little bit of a DT run, they had a, a, a bit of bas- uh, Basara as the year went along. Uh, and I'd like to see them do more together. They're still uh, Iron Fist champions, yeah, that's right. One thing I wish I sh- I, I now regret not adding, I and I like started thinking about it now is that I should have added unit of the year uh here because then we could have get uh, I then I eruption would have clearly won here since it was kind of their last year uh, as it as it oh, awards are so hard you know because I I've went through the same thing with the Russell update ones it's like no matter what you do what you know whatever you're covering if you're doing awards the first time you do it, you're gonna miss something, like guaranteed, yeah. no matter who it is. So yeah, that that would be a great one the next time we get around to it. Yeah. So real quick, impromptu, no listeners uh, get to vote on this, but impromptu, who would be your DDT unit of the year? Eruption. Just remember that Sadre blackballed all the listeners. He he doesn't want your opinions anymore. But I will go to the listeners, and you can send me as the one who loves the fans. Uh, but no, no, it's 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 eruption. Uh, that, um, that's the best. Unit. I'm thinking about Dichi. In Dragon Gate, for me, it's the courage, like match, just match quality wise. I think Gold Class had more growth to them over the year, whereas I think uh, they that the courage was really up and down for me as a unit. Uh, you know, like Yoshioka especially, like I felt took a huge step back for most of the year. Kikuda was the champion, and that, there was mixed results, in my opinion, for that. Daya, I think, is really great all the time, but he wasn't doing anything that interesting throughout most of the year. But now that we, we've kind of gotten to the end of the year, I think they're on pace. Like, if things go out and, and Yoshioka can get healthy again, I think they could have a great year in 2024. Whatever combination you want to give them, I think they could do a great thing. But I think Gold Class had a little bit more. You saw the evolution of Benkei. Uh, Minora, I think, gained new life, even though I'm not that big of a fan of his. Uh, Minorita got injured, but he was doing a lot of great things. He really found himself, in my opinion, from where they started. I thought he sucked. I think he's really improved a lot. And, and the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, and... another one that's really improved, yeah. Yeah, like the best year he has had in years. <laughs> um, I... It's really hard uh, for the unit. Because I wouldn't say I'm the biggest uh, gold class fan. I think um, Vibes had the best parts, but they're not really unit. Yeah. Like, Jay uh, is probably the most interesting to me. Boss had the best run, um, and so on. 
but as a unit, I don't know, maybe M3K because they're most as a unit and I enjoy their work. I don't know. doesn't matter. Yeah. It does matter, but uh, next time I'll remember to put this in for the listeners to vote on because I would love to hear some, and I would love to trash the guy that vo- votes Seabrats. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we move over to show of the year, uh, Dragon Gate show of the year. Uh, Yannick, you can go first. What is your Dragon Gate show of the year? Dragon Gate show of the year by far. Is the Corkin Hall from July seventh opening night of the King of DT, uh, King of Dragon, one well, no, no, King of Gate, yeah, King of DT, yeah. King of yeah, Dragon, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> I got it. You, I got it. Yeah, it started the run of Punch Tominaga. It's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How could you argue against that? What about you, Dylan? I think Kobe World's kind of underrated in hindsight. I remember me and you did the show with Amy afterwards, and we were all really positive about that show and very hyped. And as time went along, it felt like more people were kind of down on it almost. But I thought it was a really well done show with a spectacular finish that was among the best parts of like anything in DG this whole year. Uh, so and they had there was a lot of good stuff on the undercard. Even a lot of the undercard matches I thought were were good and well worth watching. I do uh, have it I, as I a runner-up. Yeah, yeah, same. I also have Kobe World as a runner-up. Um, and the listeners also gave uh, Kobe World uh, Show of the Year. I, I will, I will keep. I, I have, I said this throughout the year, that I, for me, the most engaging show of the year that I loved every single match of. Was the Reyes de Perez night one? The first also, show, the first also show on with, my runners up list. Yeah, the first the first show with cheering back in Cork and Hall with the big uh, reunion of Yamadoi and the the great great that I one of my most underrated matches of the year, the Courage versus uh, Gold Class in the main event, which I really really loved. And I, I've gone back and watched the show like multiple times uh, throughout uh, 2023. And I, every time I go back to it, I just smile. Because this, this was just a fun, fun show. And it had two very fun singles matches of uh, the Kung Fu Masters taking on uh, Kaito Nagano and Yoshiki Kato in preview tags. It had Mochizuki Jr. and Ishin's best uh, like brawl this year. And it was just fun. It, it had the first like great match of Yasushi Kanda this year with uh, versus uh, Song Machine F and J, where you really saw that oh these two these two are going to be someone to watch, and everyone were no selling them before the tournament. And yeah, I most I also just loved the whole tournament. <laughs> like that that whole tournament was very very good for me. Um, and I hope that I really, really hope they do it again this year. The Rated Pareas is definitely fun. Um, I hope we do get a tech, t- uh, tech tournament. 
but nothing beats the summer adventure tag league. But yeah, uh, runner up for me is definitely Kobe World. Um, uh, if I if I had been been there in the crowd with you, Yannick, I think I definitely would have probably said uh, King of Gates as my uh, one also the opening night. Uh, oh, no, crowd is not uh, being there is not all. I almost fell asleep during Kobe World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no mention, like, like... no mention of being extremely jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, um, there were some votes for Dead or Alive here. Uh, there were some. There were uh, some votes for Final Gate that I don't understand. That must be just recency, <laughs> because I was. I would not put Final Gate in this uh, discussion. Uh, there was some votes for. There was one vote for Gate of Destiny, uh, one vote for Gate of Evolution, Corkin without putting the date, and I. I don't know what what one it would would have been, but yeah, here Kobe World win here for the listeners. Uh, and in DDT Show of the Year, there is also a clear winner from the listeners, but uh, I want to uh, hear, hear what you guys have here in DDT Show of the Year. Yannick, um, give it to for us. once, a show I have not attended. For me, it's Ultimate Party. Yeah? What about you? What stood uh, up to, to you about that? Why did you pick Ultimate Party? What put it over the top for you? Um, I think it's just um, it's very long though. But um, you know, we've we've been we've been over this. I do like the long uh, DDT shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has these very satisfying parts throughout. Um, yeah. My my runner up is Peter Pan, which I was there for, and had. Also, you know, also these very satisfying bits with uh, with Okatani becoming a champion, with Chris becoming a champion. Um, but here it's just like the the Sakiakai retirement was perfect. Yeah. Hiromo versus Kazuki Hirata was amazing. Chris and Take- uh, Chris Jericho and Kanosuke Takeshita had a, a really good match, and you know Weno and Brooks. I'm happy with that. It's not. Um, I my heart was with with Chris there, but my heart was invested. It was in this match, oh, and I, I think you can say that, that through throughout uh, throughout this whole show. Yeah. My runner-ups would... are Peter Pan. Yeah. And the King of DDT final with the semifinals, that just told a perfect story. One show stories for me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of those would be in my top three as well. I went with Peter Pan as the winner. Uh, I thought about it. I compared it, and with Ultimate Party, the main event to me was better at Peter Pan. The Takeshita match was better at Peter Pan. Uh, like Takeshita and Ueno was better than the Jericho match, even though I liked it. I liked the Jericho match a lot. And I like the comedy of the mascots. Uh, that was, for, for me, the favorite. Even above Hirata, who was awesome, uh, in the Hiromo thing. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Pokatan and Chiatan and, and Andre's, Andre's a Giant Panda in there. And uh, you also had a really good uh, six-man title match. Even though it wasn't the retirement, it didn't have the emotion. But to see Eruption get the titles, I thought was a great moment in its own right. And against a great team in Har- Harimau. So I went with Peter Pan as my pick. And don't you wish that? I 
I had to agree with uh, Yannick and the listeners, but I have all to- all of the uh, shows we just mentioned uh, as my top three. <laughs> but I agreed with Yannick and the listeners. Uh, the listeners, like the, it was the clear uh, ultimate party one clear here. We yeah, had... I think the most memorable thing, even above, like Brooks's title win and jumping to the crowd was cool, but the the Akai retirement meant so much to so many people, and the way yeah. it, you know you mentioned it earlier, Yannick, on the build up and the story to it. The, it, this was something that was months in the making that was constantly, you know, like the Brooks win was big when he beat Higuchi and we were yeah. anticipating the match. But the Akai thing was literally every week, pretty much. She was having a different match somewhere and somewhere different and get somebody new and something cool. And it just all paid off in this beautiful thing that had so many real life emotions to it, which was uh, really cool. Yeah, I've said it multiple times when it was happening, but... Uh... Sakya Kai's retirement road was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And, um, yeah, the listeners, of course, voted that. I I also want to uh, talk about the other matches on the show a bit. Uh, I am... For me, Ueno and Chris Brooks is probably one of the most underrated DDT matches this year uh, in 2023. I really, really love that match. I... For me, that match was wrestled like how the the open weight should be presented. It, it was it was wrestled in a way in if it, it, it was when I finally saw Ueno as someone that could could be uh, what he can, what what he should be. I and it was such a great uh, end to Chris Brooks's title reign. I of course was disappointed when he lost. But I was very like again a match I was so invested in, and uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Takeshita also just Chris Jericho's best performance in years, and of course the classic Hiroma and Hirata match, like all of that is just a a clear a clear reason why I I love the show, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm glad the, the listeners agreed. But yeah, Peter Pan, and also the the finals of the King of DDT. Great, uh, great shows. And me- uh, let's think here. The top three shows all feature main events of Chris Brooks. And that will come come into play later when we talk about MVP. <laughs> but yeah. Then we have Dragon Gate Match of the Year. Here I have a lot of runner-ups. Uh, but I want to listen. I want to hear you first, Dylan. What were your top three matches of Dragon Gate's year? From last to first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the top three matches of the year for DG. You know, this is one of those years where I think a lot of people would look at it and be a little negative on the year. But as always, when we talk about it, the standard in every company, really, but in DG especially, you have so much good wrestling to look at uh, when it comes into it. I think for me, I would say that I'm kind of debating between my three and my two. Uh, like where where we go a little bit here. I will say my third pick would be. Uh, I'll go with 
I'll go with the tag title match. Uh, Susumu and Kondo versus Keno and Kondo uh, from Rainbow Gate. I thought that was a fantastic performance by all four men. And that was like the peak of a t- tag team that I felt really lost steam as time went wrong. Like that's when they were at the p- peak for me and I have those hot memories or those good memories of them being a hot team. And I think as time went along, I don't think they were able to really stretch out their run as much great as I thought they were. But I thought that match was so good, even compared to the final of the tournament. Uh, you know, and I was I just love seeing Kondo too. He's a secret favorite of mine over the years. Mm. Uh, him and Keno coming together, uh, very unique stuff. Even compared to the final of the tournament, I, I would pick them uh, for that. Uh, you know, compared to the the Courage one. Uh, number two would be Kikuda and Big Boss. Uh, I think that they did a great job. We mentioned the story already. We we don't need to go into it, but I thought that made Gate of Destiny uh, pretty, pretty much that match and, and helped it along and did a great thing. Uh, number one had to be the cage match. Like, for me, totally stuck with me throughout the year. Uh, was the most one of the most well-done storyline, not just in DG, but really all of wrestling for a one-match like emotional deal. I thought they did a fantastic job of getting everybody involved it totally stuck with me, as I said, the whole year. And I just love that match a lot. Uh, to me, it was the easy pick for my number one match. Or me, three. Um, because two of those are the same. Number three is Kikuta versus Big Boss. Um, it's clearly the best Dreamgate match of the year to me. Yeah. Um, that was hurt by the wrong f- winner, but I try not to factor that in. Um, number two is again a match I attended. Um, it's Mochi versus Kikuta in in Korokin Hall. Oh yeah. That's just ten minutes of violence. Yeah. Um, I really do like I like this a lot, and uh, I think it's. A match that deserves more love all around. Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, 13, 30 minutes. Uh, this was great. They just hit each other, you know, until it was over. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I looked at the wrong match. It was 10 minutes. Yeah. And the main event, uh, the main event, the best match, obviously the cage match. Yeah, uh, the listeners definitely agreed with you, you two, on the match of the year, and I, of course, have it also very high. I have uh, Shunen Kikura at number three. I have thre- uh, the ca- the cage match at number two. And I have Madoka Kikura versus Big Shimizu as number one. Mostly because I was to finally see Big Boss Shimizu on that high of a level wrestle like that was amazing for me. And I I remember will remember it for the rest well, I remembered it for the rest of the year after it happened. And I was so looking forward to it happening. And I I I agree the wrong the wrong winner, but I am willing to look look away from it because it was from the start it was just amazing in ring work and definitely the best Dreamgate match of the year. Uh, but yeah, 
very very good ones i i like that we all have some overlap here um i of course only one that mentioned uh, skywalker and uh, <laughs> and kick it off which i was expecting I'm um, surprised. I'm surprised that wasn't your number one because you were so high on it for so I, long. I was and very you... high on it for so long, but then the cage match happened, and then Kiko versus Big Boss happened. Even uh, in the yeah. half year award, you picked that match over the cage, if I remember correctly. Did I? Oh, yeah, I, I think, think so. I, I, I think I, I don't think I had gone back and rewatched it as many times as I. Had, <laughs> but well, um, well, that's okay. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, the listeners, of course, the clear winner here was Cage Match, written in all different kinds of way. Uh, so it was very complicated finding out who was the uh, biggest one. But uh, the second uh, most voted was Kikura versus Big Boss. Uh, but there were some other mentions here. MJK versus D Courage, the Reyes de Perez final, and Susume versus Kanda. Uh, Susume and Kanda versus Keno and Kondo got nominee- nominated. Uh, I I have a feeling I know who nominated that. Shout out, Paul. I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I think this was a very strong in-ring year for a very weird, weirdly booked uh, year. And that is the strength of uh, Dragon Gate this year for me, was the, the in-ring was very high throughout the year, from the start. For for uh, another one that is kind of underrated uh, is Sh- uh, Shunin Yoshioka in the opening uh, not, uh, show of the year. Yeah, me too. I thought about that as well. I thought that match got a little bit of a bad rap. I thought that was like a really strong end to his title reign, even though you know you could argue all kinds of things about the belt, <laughs> like before, during, and after it. But I thought that match was uh, good. A little underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Oh. I'm what? pumped for the same NDDT. <laughs> yes, this is going to be fun. Okay, so Yannick, uh, you can start us off in DDT. Top three matches in DDT. Okay, so one and two are just set for me. They they were obvious from the start. Yeah. And the th- third one I, got me thinking. I want to shout out some uh, some matches, um, but I ultimately settled on on you know, the third. So the Saki Akai retirement match. Kazuki Hirata versus Mao versus Yoshihiko. Um, Chris Brooks versus Shiki. You probably have that, Sandra. Um, also, the Choshi six-man um, on Saki Akai's retirement road. That was really, really good. We had... Um, what? Which did I? Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, Harashima and Keiko Nakamura versus Mao and Shunma, yeah. or the the six man vers- against GCW in the states, second gear crew against Chris Mizuki Watase and Shunma Katsumada. Also very cool. My third match though is Kazuki Hirata versus Hiromu Takahashi. No. My second is Shunmao versus Higuchi and Ryo Tanakatsu. No surprise here. And number one, obviously, I've, we probably agree on this. Chris versus Higuchi from the uh, King of DDT finals. 
Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what are your top three? I mean, it was an interesting year. DDT, I think it got better as time went along. Um, and you got so much cool stuff for it. For me, um, my, uh, you know, I was really debating a couple of these, in all honesty. But uh, I think I avoided the Saki retirement match. It was close. It would be in my top five. But I think it's more about the moment than the match. I lean in, and the other ones are more about the matches. Especially my number one uh, is definitely all about the match more than personal investment. But uh, my top three, I would put uh, Brooks versus Irie. Uh I thought that was just a tremendous match. Uh, everything about it was great and just a wonderful like start to Brooks's title reign and an amazing match. Uh, although he he did not take my advice and use Ishii's move against him, unfortunately, uh, in, in that match, that was the one flaw. If they had done that, it would have been number one. Uh, but still, uh, that was my number three match. My number two would be Brooks and Higuchi, as well. Uh, I didn't have that as my number one, but still a great match, a wonderful, like, uh, you know. Everything about it was great, and the choice to have Brooks win turned out to be like a, the best decision possible. And Higuchi did an amazing job uh, to make him look good. And Higuchi also did an amazing job in my number one match, which was against Yuji Hino on the January 29th show. Uh, the last match of Higuchi's title reign, which was like one of the best things DDT did for me as a fan. Uh, so many great matches and moments, and it, they just went out chopping each other hundreds of times, literally. It was the perfect like beef battle that Hino never could even come close to replicating uh, outside of Higuchi. Higuchi is just freaking awesome. And I love that match so much. It was still one of my favorite matches at the end of the year. Uh, it didn't have the emotional investment because uh, Hino's title reign didn't do a lot for most people, I think. But still, uh, Higuchi's reign ending, uh, it was special, and I thought he was just phenomenal. And Hino brought his best. Like that was zero one Hino against Higuchi, and uh, I thought it was great. So that's my pick for number one. Going off the wall a little. I yeah. never was as high on this match as many others. I maybe I, I need to go back. I was. I. I. That is definitely a good, a good one. Dylan, uh, I agree with you there. But I don't have it on my top five. Uh, I have on three, uh, on number three, I have Chris Brooks versus Kazusara Higuchi in the uh, King of uh, DDT finals. One, two, and three for that match. We all had it, but never <laughs> at the same spot. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, then I had uh, Sake Kai's retirement match because I count the, the whole thing, the entrances. The, mo the ceremony, I count the whole thing as that match. Right. Uh, and on number one, I have Chris Brooks versus Shigehiro Iria from Big Bang. The like most memorable title match of Chris Brooks' uh, title reign. Uh, the best he has ever been in ring uh, for me. And just in the like I it's almost like I wish this was the the match he won the title in because then it, I would have it even higher. Because for me this was just such such a greatly worked match and Irie was on 
his best performance this, uh, this past year. Which was a pretty down... Uh, I don't like to say that, because he, was a, he wasn't in Japan a lot, so I didn't watch a lot of his matches. But it was a pretty down year for Iria compared to la- the, co- the last couple of years. And um, I, this was just a reminder of how much I loved Iria, and it was a confirmation of how far Chris Brooks has come as a pro wrestler. So, I love this match. It's it's tremendous. But I think the moment Irie arrived on the ramp at Peter Pan wearing the WXW shirt, I think this moment alone for me will forever thrown above the match. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. You were in the building for it, so yeah. I was in the building when when Iria won Karat and won the title. It's not only I was in the building for, for Chris at that moment. I was in the building for both of those. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's awesome for you. But <laughs> uh, So, for the listeners, we have our first tie. Oh. There is a tie here. And the, uh, all of these matches were mentioned by us. Uh, bo- both of these matches. There's a tie, and both of these matches feature Chris Brooks. <laughs> uh, there's a tie between Kazusara Higuchi versus Chris Brooks, and Chris Brooks versus Shigehiro Iria. That is interesting. I, I love that it's a, it's a tie between this, those two matches. Uh, but also some uh, mentions of Sakai retirement match. Uh, one vote for Ueno versus Brooks. Uh, one vote for Sanjiro Takagi versus Kunosuke Takeshita. One oh, vote. That's for... a fun one. That's a fun. Yeah. One vote for Yuji Hino versus Kazusara Higuchi. Uh, one vote for a match that didn't even happen in DDT, so this is disqualified. Moonlight Good Express. For... Moonlight Express versus East West Express. That was on the GCW show. <laughs> okay. Um, I I. I have a feeling that the guy that was in the uh, that voted this was in the building for this, so I, I <laughs> fair <it>. enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it, very interesting to see a tie at the number one spot here, and uh, love to see, love the, to see some other ones here that, that I didn't even think of. I like I wouldn't put the Kakagi to catch the match that high, like. But uh, yeah, DDT had a very strong in-ring year this year, and a lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> but let's go over to something that a award that is all about not people not realizing the talented people. Most underappreciated. Now this can mean like I I didn't explain what this means, but most people seem to know what this means. This is most underappreciated both by the fans, but mostly by the company. So, we'll start with Dragon Gate. Yannick, who is your most underappreciated Dragon Gate wrestler? See, I wrote you when you put this out. Thank you for putting the word underappreciated there. And not under. Because it makes. Yes, and it makes it clear. And I totally put exactly the wrong. Uh, no, the, not the wrong. I'm saying you're wrong. I put it exactly the opposite of what you just said. Like by the fan, underappreciated yeah. by the fans and not the company. 
Or yep. both. Let's call it. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean I mean both, but I mean mostly the company. I, I'm mostly the fan, so I go with yeah. Suzumu because Suzumu does okay. not yeah. get does not get the love he deserves for this year. On number three. On number two, it's UT, obviously. Yeah. Um, he, ha- he has one listener vote. <laughs> see, Savi and I were bonding over UT <laughs> on yeah. the recording. Um, at my number one underrated, and this is especially by the fans, it's Wrong Machine J. Yeah. Uh, he has also one vote by the listeners. And that's a good shout. Uh, Dylan. I think that like I said, if you want it to be about the company, call it most underpushed. Yeah. Like, you know, that that way everybody knows for sure. There's no doubt about who's uh, underrated and underappreciated. But since it was you who uh, who has come up with this, I want to hear your votes first. I think you've oh, gone last okay. every time. I, okay. I, I'm not going to let this slide. you got to go first this time. Okay. All right, second, I guess technically. Uh, so... At number three, I have Strong Machine J, because I agree. He is uh, underappreciated by, the, especially the fans, but also but almost by the company, even though he's getting more pushed now. Yeah. Um, but I wish he was in a more firm storyline more often. Like, he, like right now, he's just coasting. <laughs> he's just there. Uh, and even though he was in a very featured storyline going into Kobe World, and, and that was awesome. Um... Then I have Dragon Dial. Just he, 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 he is someone that should be talked about more than he is. Even though this was a very quiet year for him, he he is a, a highlight all the time. He wrestles, but not as big of a highlight as my clear winner. Most underappreciated by all the the the, the fans and the company because i feel like the fans should call this guy one of the top five best in the company jackie funky kame should be he should have a year-long bravegate champion run but they refuse to give him that title he should be like listeners should be voting as voting for him as most outstanding and he doesn't get treated that way because he doesn't have big matches but if you watch house shows and you see the little things he does, that just is amazing. <laughs> you you miss out on a lot of Dragon Gate. Jackie Funky Kame is such a good wrestler, and uh, he should be talked about in the same veins of the the main eventers uh, in this company. So that's my votes for this. Yeah, yeah, I. I... I get that uh, for sure. I think it's a great pick, in, in all honesty. Uh, I have uh, somewhat of a mixture between you two's uh, picks. I had Susumu at three. Uh, I think he never gets enough love for how he, you know, in what would have been a seemingly unthinkable position of having a good tag team with Kanda at the start of the year. He really helped bring it along and make it work. And there was never any time where I felt like anything he did was wrong. I always look at him as one of the absolute top, be- you know, best guys in the company. Uh, similar to JFK, who I was my number two, because I agree with everything you said, and I think he deserves to be rated highly. I think he's been one of the MVP players 
of the company just for my personal ex- viewing experience. I think just he's been one of the best guys. Yeah, just exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have a chance to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, that's not his fault, uh, but it's he's still one of the best, in my opinion. Uh, number one was somebody else you mentioned. I actually think Daya is more underrated than JFK uh, because he doesn't get talked about nearly at all. Uh, thankfully, that kind of changed at the end of the year with the tag title run. Unfortunately, the injury to Yoshioka hurt that. I think we would see more coming out of it. And I think 2024 may be his time that he gets a chance to step up and get pushed more and, and do more. So uh, I went with Daya as my number one. I think he doesn't get talked about enough. I think he's as good as anybody in the company, but has not been given the opportunities to show it, unfortunately. I think that leads yeah. to people downplaying him a little bit, which happens sometimes yeah. in wrestling. But I, I'd say Daya is my number one. Um, the listeners, uh, the clear winner was Jackie Funky Kame. And for me, he, yeah. Uh, as I said, uh, two votes for Hyo. Uh, Ultimate Bulldog, you are not allowed to vote twice. Um, <laughs> Wrong show to vote that in. I think you need to talk to some other people in. Bulldog, <laughs> you are not allowed to vote. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you guys are trying to ban everybody from voting on this show. <laughs> oh my god that's uh, not true not, not once have I, we said that um, just looking earlier we, we had a, an award that we didn't even get any listener votes in <laughs> oh, okay. because it wasn't in fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yes um, I know this is clearly agenda pushing Co- on my part Kota Minora with three votes uh, I, I can see that no well, in ring, I can see that. Like in like no. the, ta- the tags, and yeah, but not in the big matches. Dylan, Dylan, had... you are you are lower on Minora than pretty much everyone. He, he, Dragon Gate Endo is is all I know him as. I and less charisma. Is, than Endo. I can I cannot <laughs> stop laughing about that, but it's <laughs> it's such so, an accurate, so mean. It's such an accurate description, though. Yeah. No, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but uh, we move over to DDT, most underappreciated. Um, so, Yannick, who do you have here? MVP? Uh, most underappre- uh, DDT, most underappreciated. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, number three, I have someone I don't think is a great wrestler. And I haven't got for a really long time. I think they're perfectly fine. And I also think they're really funny now that I've actually met them and seen them. And that's Toy Kojima. Yeah. Number two is someone that is taken for granted often, I think. Um, but whose creativity really should be even more appreciated. And that's Mao. No one is more DDT than than Mao. And number one, and again, by the fans, not by the not by the promotion, is Yuki Onaya. Yeah. Well, you're definitely right. I, not by the promotion. Oh well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like right. I, pu- I put him as uh, most underrated on your guys's uh, on this and Lariat. Yeah, yeah, 
And, that, and we that appreciate was, those votes. And that was before the, the final happened. Also, that's 2023, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, should I, Dylan? Do you want to go before? Yeah, me? I'll, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Number three to me. Uh, you know, you you look at this roster, and I think there's a lot of interesting cases that you can make for an award like this. But I went uh, number three to me was Yuki Ishida. Uh, always kind of stuck in the background. Of you know the, the Harry Mouse stuff going on there, but he's always delivered for me at all of his matches. He doesn't get the love, even some someone like Toy, who's, who's kind of in a similar ca- class as him. But I think Ishii does a guy. I love his what he brings to the table, just like a brother to uh, Higuchi in a lot of ways. Uh, I really love that kind of dynamic they have, and I really like his work a lot too. I think he's definitely underrated in my book. Uh, number two for me. Uh, I went with Sakaguchi, actually. Uh, I think so much focus is on Okatani in their group that people forget just where Sakaguchi is. Just look at the tournament. When the guys were out, everybody talked about Okatani, but nobody brought up Sakaguchi not being in, which was surprising to me. Uh, and I think he's he's gracefully aged uh, because he is older, and, and, and Spotlight should be on Okatani, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. I just I think mean, he's in touch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but he's done a great job of still providing value and being a great partner to Okatani as time has gone along. We'll see how long that lasts in 2024. And at number one, I think it's the clear choice when you look at the most underrated. I think, you know, I was surprised you didn't have him on your list at all, to be honest, Yannick. But it was a clear choice in my opinion. Like the guy who doesn't get enough love from the fans is clearly Soma Takao. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's not him. I picked Akito oh. as, my, as my most underrated. I cannot vote for someone most underrated in a year where they have literally not done anything. And that is true, but we got to look at the company too. I'm following his rules, Yannick. I mean, but he's great though. Like he could do so much it, more if yeah. they let him. Uh, yeah, and we all and, and you know if he got there, he's he's never talked about because of the company. Even by the fans, I think he's underrated. But it's because of the company, not anything wrong with him. Okay, so, it's um, it's because of himself because he like he could and, put himself yes, there. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're you're right. You're right. I, you make a good point. Okay, so, Can I change uh, this to Okada? <laughs> I'm changing it to Okada. You you convinced me, Yannick. Fair enough. Oh. Okada. Uh, Akito got one yeah. vote from the fans, so the fans agree with you. Uh, Genius fan <laughs> sides with me again. I don't know who that was, uh, but uh, thank you. Uh, Yuki Sakaguchi was actually uh, the uh, f- uh, second highest ra- uh, ranked here uh, by the oh. fans. Uh, and I, think I agree. So. I really, I, I, I agree with them, and everything you said, Dylan, is why I have him on my number th- uh, three uh, for most underrated. Uh, no, number two, I have Yusuke Okada as most underrated and most uh, most well, most underappreciated. I mean, yeah. And um, number one, someone that I just want to do so much more, and someone I want to see step up, but he he still sadly has rookie status is Yuya Kuroku. This this year was a year where I realized how 
good he is. And most of that is because he's improved a lot this year. But he also, this year, just... There were so many opportunities that could have gone to him. I I like Takeshi Masato, don't get me wrong, but I would have been more into uh, Yuro Kuruku winning that tournament. Yeah, 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 totally. And because he was the highlight of the tournament for me. And I feel like he does not get the love from the fans. He does not get the love from the company. I wish him and Yusuke Okada would get the KOD tag title shot when he gets healthy again. Yeah. But, like, maybe I live on a different internet than you guys do, but in which world (laughs) doesn't he get the love? And same with Ishida. Dylan. Um, I don't think he's people, talked about it at all. People, as, as people, people put uh, Takeshi Masada and Ishida over uh, Kuroku. I think it's interesting that you picked Kuroku over Okada. Huh? Yeah. Not that I'm saying I, you're wrong. I'm just I just thought it, it was interesting. It's mostly, it's mostly because Okada uh, this year has not shown why he should uh, be more featured. Uh, Kuroku yeah. has. Korku's had a better year. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, this is, of course, a. a, 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 Yusuke Kara, of course, won the uh, viewer, the the listener uh, vote here. Uh, Some of the cow got one vote. Uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. uh, uh, Two votes for Kazuki Rada, and and you have not been paying attention to it. Yeah, not on this show. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you you must not have been listening to our show this year. Uh, One (laughs) vote for Hiroshima. That is a very interesting one, putting the best DDT wrestler (laughs) of all time. Uh, Yeah. I mean... It's fair. Harashima it, it, just it gets taken. It, he, it gets taken for granted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Great, good point. That's the best way you can say that yeah. about him. He's like Shuri in in Star. Like people don't realize that. Oh, he just is fantastic still all the time. Um, in some what? ways, though, this award's kind of an anomaly when you think about it, because like, so JFK, and you know, you look at Okada. Because they are, like, clearly, they are the most underappreciated, does that mean that they're not as underappreciated as people who are not the most underappreciated? True. <laughs> this this debate could go on forever. <laughs> like this. Um, one vote also for Keigo Nakamura. I, God, Good I pick. Hurt. That, yeah, that's I, the only problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great pick. But But I agree with you, because the first, like, four months before he got hurt was uh, very good for him and he didn't get yeah. any love from the fans ah uh, too bad uh, then now the MVP slash wrestler of the year award we'll start with the place where it's hardest to actually decide <laughs> Dragon Gate who was the Dragon Gate MVP of the year wrestler of the year Dylan, why don't you start? I will take on this load and carry it now because I think that this is another case. Um, the Eastern Larry Awards, I said this about Joshi, but I also think it's just in general, but especially specifically to, to this particular company, that there really are no great contenders. There's a lot of like people you could make a case for, but also have flaws. So you really have to just go by 
who grabs you the most. For me, that person was... He was gone for a little while, and I think you felt his his leaving make a huge impact, uh, you know, coming in there. But when you look at the top three, I would go ahead and go with Luis Monte, first of all, would be in my top three. I think he's a guy that, when you look at his run, he meant a lot to the company. Obviously, everyone goes to the cage match, and he ended the year with the championship, which me, to me is enough to put him up there. But I think he's a guy that was consistently doing good stuff, and a guy that when he left, he you know you felt his impact out um, going in there. Big Boss to me was like all on in ring performance, you know, like he did have the best story or one of the best stories of the year going for the title, and he was great in all of his matches. He's just a tremendous wrestler, and he proved what he could do even in the tournament, uh, the King of Gate. He was the MVP of that tournament as well. Um, and I loved his game. I think he deserves a spot. But number one is another one. Uh, I went with Shun as my MVP. I think he really made the title reign as good as he could for a, a not as long as it could have been amount of time. But I thought he did a great job in it. He helped elevate everybody. He made that cage match so much. And even during the match, his antics, like at the end of the year, his antics meant so much. And when he was gone, I mean... Zebrats and a lot of the company felt like they were just in the toilet, you, you know, and they would missed him big. And he showed how important he, he showed how important and valuable he really is to the company. So Shun is my pick for MVP this year. Yeah, that's a good, very very good pick. Yannick, still I blank? do not. No, I have I have one, but I'm not happy with either choice. I can make. I do not have a a third one. Um, Shun, I agree, and it's usually the MVP definition I go with. Like, if you take this person out of the company, what would change the most? And I think by that definition, you have you have to take Shun. I'm just not really comfortable with that here. On the well, other it sucks hand, because he missed so much time, you know, yeah. like so, you know, yeah. On on the other hand, you have Big Boss, who was the best wrestler, was the hottest commodity for for a while, um, but before and after that, did nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll wait. I I I go with. Big boss, um, but as Dylan said, like there's no really satisfying choice here. So I am wrong. The... <laughs> you don't even know what he's gonna say. You've already declared him. My my number three. Uh, even though I would give him most outstanding uh, Dragon Gate Wrestler of the Year because he is the highest rated wrestler of the year for Dragon Gate this year and for the whole world for me this year. Uh, Madoka Kikura is still on number three for me uh, because I... The title reign was not what it should have been. Uh, the lead-up to the title reign was fantastic. The matches... I... I am. I know I'm on an island with this. But I was very high on most of the matches. That, of course, two of the matches for me were match of the year contenders. 
two two of the matches missed <laughs> a bit, but was still good to pretty good. But he was throughout the year the most consistent, consistently great wrestler in ring. And then number three, uh, two for me is Shun Skywalker because the reasons Dylan gave exactly the reasons Dylan gave. And my number one is Big Boss Shimizu. Uh, from the start of the year, he started the year with the Open the Twin Gate title with Casey, which was for me, which was a very very good title run. To three actually great defenses in this first uh the first uh in, in all in uh, april and uh, march right after the 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 tournament and then going into the feud with the Reva generation where he was the hottest guy in the company and the match quality he put on there i think with if we hadn't had had that story with big boss Shimizu this year there was there would have been a good chance of me dropping Dragon Gate between Kobe Ward and and uh, when Shun came back, I there was nothing there for me. The king for the King of Gate. If if you take Big Boss Shimizu out of the King of Gate, you have no tournament. It I was so cold on everything that was going on in Dragon Gate except Big Boss Shimizu, from Kobe Ward until Gate of Destiny. And that is, that is something like, when you ask your question, if you take this guy away from the company's uh, year, would they still have, uh, would you still have liked the, the year they had? And no, I would have not enjoyed this year if it wasn't for Big Washington. He was, he was someone to be invested in. He would have been the clear one if he had won the title. And I, I think we can all agree on that. And it, it, it really is just, I have, have to give it to him because this was the best in-ring, in-ring year of his career. And for me, it was also the most valuable year of his career. Even though he lost in the end. So. I think that's fair, you know. I'm sorry for my wrong. It just fit in there. <laughs> yeah, the pause was too big. Yeah, see, that's what, I t- that's what I told you. You didn't know what he was going to say. Then he agreed with you. <laughs> um, but no, no, he's definitely one of the top candidates for sure. And, and arguably the best wrestler. You know, great year in the ring. Deserves the world. Love Big Boss. Uh, you would, taking him away would just, it would have been a very cold year. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'd argue it was still a cold year, you know. Yeah, but like it would have been even worse. Yeah, that, yo, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the listeners, uh, Madoka Kikura won here by the listeners, which in my opinion makes sense in the most outstanding part of an MVP role, but not in the sense of, yeah. Uh, well, he should... was the champion, so he, you know, yeah. you get that automatically. I think some, you know, sometimes on some of these guys, it's like you struggle to remember. Well, like you know, Big Boss, you know, his main matches were all in a very compact period of time. Uh, you know, in the first half, like Yannick said, there it was lacking to say the least. I disagree. I really like the big time. Uh, yes, I'm. I was never as high on that. 
Yeah. Uh, then, uh, after Madoka Kikura, we have Shun Skywalker, and after Shun Skywalker, Big Boss Shimizu is number three there. So, that is the listeners' uh, the voting. Uh, one vote for Luis Monte here, uh, which I would... I, if it hadn't have been for, uh, for the fact that Luis Monte got hurt at the start of the year twice, and then he got he seemingly got hurt at at Kobe Ward when he won uh, when he lost mask which was a great moment of course but then he came back and he was in the last 3 months of the year 2 months he he like a good 40% of the year was uh all he he took off uh so he had a strong end to the year but the first half was very nothing how many vo- votes from the listeners for he did Hio get? No, none. Oh, maybe Bulldog didn't vote. <laughs> I think Bulldog gave Louis Monte the vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's on brand too, actually. <laughs> that is on brand. Uh, then, DDT, MEP. Yannick, why don't you start us off here? This is also a really hard one. Um, because I think there are many candidates, none with a real great um, case. I think I gave my number three to to because for four months Lulu was the part of this promotion, uh, um, but it was just too short a time. I want to give. Oh, to Chris, who was uh, who had an amazing run, but it also felt like really compressed. And um, Saki gave gave this whole promotion an identity that is really um, really important. But uh, still, I gave the the spot to Shuma. On my number two, I have Higuchi, who is to me, consistently the best wrestlers on all these shows they had. Um, and as someone who oftentimes watches like uh, watches the undercards to... When, when you know, you see a Higuchi match, you know it will deliver. And like on the big, in the biggest matches you have, or the best matches, there's a, Higuchi is the name that falls so often. But number one. And... I think pretty clearly is uh, Kazuki Hirata, who gave this uh, this run this year his all, um, who finally got the ball in the in the extreme title. Um, beforehand was always entertaining, always dependable, always a good wrestler. But when Shunma got hurt, Hirata took the ball and he ran with it and he scored. So he's my number one. Uh, Dylan. Always consistently entertaining. Uh, I would number three for me was Higuchi. Uh, just a tremendous wrestler. Uh, you know, no real claim if you look at you know his push and impact on the card. He really, you know, doesn't have that much of a case, but his in-ring is so strong, and he's so great 
that he had he's always up there just by work alone, which is a testament to his skills. Number two, I went with Harada as well. Uh, a champion always set up to have spotlight matches on major shows and has done a great thing uh, with his reign. So unique in so many ways. I agreed with everything you said. Uh, number one, I went with Brooks. Uh, I think that you look at it, him winning the tournament was such a great moment. Uh, him winning the championship of Peter Pan was a great moment. And then he lasted until November as champion and had multiple great matches. Uh, with Irie and, and Akai. So that's half of the year he was doing big things. The other half, he really didn't do anything. So it was an up and down year, but I thought he made the biggest impact for his time. So I went with Brooks as number one. On uh, great picks uh, by everyone here, uh, on my number one, no, First number three. For me, number three was uh, Saka Kai, mostly because of her retirement road. Uh, my number two was Kazuki Rada, for all the reasons uh, you guys said. And my number one, uh, by pretty easily actually, is uh, Chris Brooks. Um, Chris Brooks, for me this year, was his career highlight. Uh, I have on my top 25 matches of the year list, I have four Chris Brooks matches. For me, this year did not start until the King of DDT when Chris Brooks won the title, <laughs> won the tournament. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The Shumba disrespect was... is real. This what this year was cold until Chris Brooks won this tournament for DDT. Shunmao was great, but there was very little going on outside of that. And then Chris Brooks won this this tournament, and it was just all uphill from there. I the year the year just kept getting better and better, and everything got in more interesting for me. It's very interesting uh, that you only had him as an honorable mention, <laughs> Yannick. Uh, and I, I, I thought the whole run was just so amazing. The Saka Kai match, amazing. The the the, the Higuchi and Ire matches, such a awesome, awesome in ring work for Chris Brooks, who before this year wasn't really that like outstanding wrestler but this year he is up there for me this year he was a top three uh mvp for all of wrestling like a lot of this year would not i would not have enjoyed if it hadn't been for chris brooks uh and uh, the listeners agreed with me uh chris brooks Pretty, pretty, fair, uh, pretty handily won here. All the other people only had one vote, but there was one vote for uh, for Sakai Kai, one vote for Yuki Ueno, uh, actually uh, two votes for Kazuki Hirata. Ueno one I don't see at all. Yeah, that I don't see Ueno as the DMP at all. <laughs> I think. A lot of y'all are just very happy he, he saved uh, Chris saved us from from Hino. 
No, I'm happy with the whole turn, the whole run. Yeah, not I'm, to mention the great matches afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, and <laughs> like then we can also mention uh, if we if we want uh, Sh- Shin Mao versus Chris Brooks and Yoshiko from the I uh, Ghost uh, Hollywood show. That's a that was the first like great great uh, uh, Chris Brooks match of the year. We have we have a lot of other stuff that Chris Brooks did, not only in DDD but also uh, on the outside. Yes, uh, but we, that does not count. I, I know, but uh, but I wanted to mention the Bakugajin Pro shows because those were really fun. Yeah, I wanted to mention uh, CDK in Gotham Move. Uh, do, uh, do you remember the Violence is Forever match? That was amazing. But it Shout is the uh, Mayukihi match. Oh yeah, well. Shout out to, Yosh- to the Yoshihiko match. We threw him outside of the building. That is a DDT match. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Brooks, uh, he he just screamed DDT for me this year. A lot of, a lot of the, the highlights of DDT's year is because of him for me. And uh, I, I hope he wins the title back one day. So, so badly. <laughs> But first, he needs to get healthy again. And I hope that goes well. Yeah, most importantly, that is, uh, you know, hopefully he gets healthy. Um, You know, I wonder if he can, you know, if he can ever reach the level that he was at this year as champion uh, when he comes back. I I hope to see him get to that level again. It's going to be tough because I thought he was really um, at a different level than he'd ever been before uh, this year as champion. Also, since we mentioned it uh, earlier, he is still... At the end of the the Dio Grand Prix, he still had the match of the tournament with Mao earlier on in the tournament. That's fair. But that was 2023. Um, so it it was a wild year for both companies. Both companies had very big ups and downs. Uh, now for the final award. A sprung on the board. Uh, I didn't want to have listeners uh, vote on this because it's a it's a hard one to vote on, but it is the grade. So, first off, I hate you. Why do this to me? Okay. So, Dragon Gate, pro wrestling, very ups and down uh, show. We do the letter grades here. From F, F is worst to A plus as best, as you all are aware, of course. Dragon Gate, Yannick, you can start. What no, grade? No, 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 no. Okay. I do not start. <laughs> okay. Dylan, you can start. What grade do you give Dragon Gate's 2023? Once again, we see this anti-fan agenda trying to block out people from voting. And this time, you admitted it's on purpose. So don't try to, to backtalk your way out of this one. That said, we are grading this overall year. Again, there's been no discussion of this between us. This is a, you know, completely on the fly. So we're talking about everything. The work, the, the storylines, the booking, promos, business, whatever. Like, all yeah. everything. Everything. Okay. For DG... I'm trying to compartmentalize every part of their year and how I would rate it. Because I think 
overall, both of these companies had interesting years, but I think the timelines were different. Like, you know, like there was good and bad about both. I just think there was that long, boring stretch of DG where things looked really dire for that three-month period after uh, the cage, or also almost four months, actually. <laughs> like, after the final, you know, the Kobe World. That's tough. That's a third of the year that felt like, to me, an F. Like, in a lot of ways. Uh, there was some other good stuff. The first quarter of the year I thought was more good than bad, but I wouldn't say great uh, with the, the Tag League. They B minus. The the build up to I really was really critical of the build up to Kobe World because there was no build up <laughs> like pretty much that last month before Outside as well. Match, yes, it was not. And even the cage match wasn't nearly as much as it, it could have been. Like right. you know, they were playing off of stuff that happened before. Uh, like the month that led into it really wasn't a lot, uh, other than Dragon Kid getting involved, which was random. Uh, and it played off. It paid off, but still, the end of the year. I've been more positive. I mean, I think they ended on a high note. I'm going to give them a straight C, I think. Um, I, there were some parts that were good. I might lean actually C-. minus. Like, I think this was kind of a down, downer year c- compared to last year. And ultimately, a lot of times, whatever problems we have, because there's a lot of issues. I think there was a parts where DDT sucked this year. Like, uh, long stretches even. But ultimately, their top champion had a fantastic year. And then Kakuda didn't do it for me at all. So I, I'm going to say C- minus for DG this year. Big yeah. step down from last year. You, uh, we don't do the plus and minus things because it, always, um, because it always confuses me. We don't do this here in Switzerland. Oh, so, sorry. I, I apologize to the, school, the, the different schooling systems we might have. Uh, but I'll say C then, in that case. We'll leave the minus out of it. Yeah, sure. It's it's fun how how you sound way more doom doomish on it than than me, but I would go with a D. Like A to F, we I go with a D. Yeah, um, Dragon Gates. Uh, in the pre- in previous years, I would have given them. In in twenty 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 one, I would have given them like a very very like A, maybe B. Last year, I would have given them a a somewhere between that also. That was like that last year was so weird because it was like so much of it would have been an A, but they totally blew their biggest show of the year like yeah. in, in horrific fashion. But, so it, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, I would still give last year an A if it was me. Yeah, uh, but I I am also used to the minuses in in Norway, uh, so okay. Well, maybe A minus. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but this year a very strong in ring year. I I will keep saying that for the rest of time. The twenty twenty three was a very strong in in ring year for uh, Dragon Gate. But outside of the Big Boss Shimizu uh, story for me, and the cage match, and the repercussions of the cage match, there was not a lot. And the units felt directionless throughout the year. I felt there was no movement in a year there should have been a lot of movement. There was... The, the big shows 
was big, but they didn't they didn't feel big enough. And we saw that in the attendance. I think there's a D here for me as well. I and it breaks my heart to say it because this this company has been my my favorite company for two two years before this, and this year it's been such a down year. Uh, maybe it's because I I I am looking at the, my word my Google Doc document of all my notes combined th- throughout the year of this this turn of this sh- uh, for this show. And I see all my my like notes on the on these shows and like the questions I ask. Why is nothing going on? Why is there nothing happening? Multiple but this time times. will be the one that something happens at yeah. Corkin and then yeah. it doesn't happen. <laughs> Multiple times throughout the year, I just say that and say that and say that, and nothing changes. It's just the same. It is very uninspired. I was so disappointed with Dragon Gate this year because I was so high on the last two years. Um, and it sucks. Uh, it sucks because I I really hope they can get gain some momentum back. Uh, I hope I hope the this first two two nights of Corkin can set up some momentum and uh, I hate to say it, but feeling again because the for the past couple of months. I have not felt a lot watching these Corkins. Um, I would argue I, I, they ended. Uh, you know, I feel like we're get we're better off now than we were three or four months ago. In my opinion, I think they've they've slowly improved. They got out of the the rock bottom part because, like I said, it was dire for for a what, little while there. What just kills me with this promotion this year is that they put themselves up for success time and time again, and never capitalized on it. Yeah, and that's just like, why should I be optimistic about it? Because we have a show about it. We should try to be at least. Well, <laughs> not just that. Well, I mean, yes, that's true. That's true. If, to be honest, you're totally right. I, but I mean, on this show, I just talked about the Gun Pro, and I had a great time. <laughs> well, Gun Pro was always good. Like they, like they've had, you know, they do a lot of good things in Gun Pro. I mean, but. Uh, as down as this year was for Dragon Gate, it is still not the F that Glate gets. <laughs> oh, well, but the thing is, okay, with DG, I have not seen it. <laughs> Glate deserves more than an F. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, maybe not. They're A plus if your grade is based on getting people uh, beat the hell out of in, in shoot fights. Uh, they definitely accomplished that multiple times. Okay, so here's the thing with DG, though, going forward. We're heading towards them having basically their biggest possible match coming up. It's weird that it's so soon. We wish it would have been later. And there's a and fear we... of wasting Monte's win on a lower card, yep. on the lower show. Although I think they want it to be a big show. Like, well, you yeah, know, like this. They want. They're, they're... They want. Yeah, yeah. Like, they want this to be a big show. That's why they're doing it there. And we'll see where they go. Where will that lead? That adds a little extra intrigue to Kobe World that it won't just be the obvious. Maybe they will do, throw a wrench in there somehow or a swerve or something. Or do something make it to make it even bigger if they do a rematch. But the fact is, we're heading into 2024 
with them having their biggest match ahead. And I, like I said, I think they've done better the last couple of months to hopefully it's been baby steps. It hasn't been the big leap. I think we would have wanted. I mean, everyone will always point to the angle where Daya got unmasked by Shun as like the big thing that's you know, rocked the foundation of everything. We didn't have that this year at all, like or even anything close, but they've taken steps forward to end the year. And I think they're setting up to our good show in January. Yeah. Uh, I hope so as well. So I I just hope we get better uh, next this year. Uh, now, DDT. Uh, Yannick, you can start off here with DDT. Um, how, how would you give DDT grade DDT? C T C C seems to be too harsh. B too nice. So what's in in between? Is it? B minus, B plus, or B minus, either one. Wow, can they both? Isn't one <laughs> one above the B and one below? There's B plus, B and B minus. That goes good for all the letters. There's plus minuses and then just the letter. No, sorry, that does not make sense. Or um, uh, or in point scaling, it's eighty five. Uh, B plus is eighty five to eighty nine. Yeah, B, yeah. Is eighty to eighty four, and C is uh, uh, C plus is C five seventy five to seventy nine. Like, yeah, it all yeah. makes sense if you gra- grade somewhere, it out by somewhere, no, numerically like that. It's somewhere between the C and the B. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I, I uh, don't uh, think that <laughs> it's been outstanding in any case, but there's always been something to, you know, to hold on to. And most yeah. of the time, that one thing I really did like, if it was like Shunma, Hirata, Chris, you know. Yeah. Okay. Dylan. That's a fair point. I think with them, they have a lot of similar issues to DG for me, just maybe to more of extreme and at different times. Like, you know, when they were good, DG was struggling. When they struggled, DG was doing all right. I thought the first part of the year was absolutely awful. Like, F minus, if that's even possible. Who, like, below zero? It's like some of the worst wrestling in the world. Um, Once Chris won, they really took a big step up, I think, overall. Uh, And the show's got a lot better. You know, I was praying, like, you know... There's a handful of matches through that five months. I would say really the tag match and uh, at Judgment and Higuchi and, and Hino really stood out to me. Everything else I would have no issue ever th- like forgetting forever. Chris's run was so good and they had the great Saki run that things had a big turnaround for the, that five month period. And then the tournament to close out the year was mostly well done. I think they did a good job. So it really was a tale of two halves, but the first part of the year was so bad. I can't go 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 above a C and leaning C minus even. I would say, but I think they finished the year all right. And another thing, like we're heading towards DG's heading towards their biggest match and what should be great. DDT's heading towards a match with Naya in it. So I'll say C. I I would still give Naya most underappreciated. Just saying. Bulldog agrees with you. C minus. Really? Do you remember when Bulldog uh, said that uh, uh, Yuki Unaya was going to be the next Takeyama? 
No, no, I do no. not. I do not. <laughs> Who is Don Fry? Uh, uh, I, I, I was like, oh, come on, man, you're. I, that, that is outrageous. I, <laughs> I, I think that was the start of me uh, starting to like bully his takes <laughs> because, like, I was like, come on. <laughs> And now we all do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This trend started by me. Um, DDT, I, I, for me, DDT was one of my runner-ups for uh, uh, best promotional uh, for everyone, uh, like uh, in Japan this year and in the world. I was very high on uh, DDT's ever, as I said earlier, ever since Chris Brooks won the King of DDT, I was very high on yeah. almost every show they did. Uh, and I felt like the whole company got, gained some, like, mo- like s- almost inspired. They almost got inspired by Chris Brooks winning the title. Which was very interesting. And um, I, I felt if it hadn't have been for the sh- for the shit tag team division, I would have I would have gone with like an A minus, but because of the tag because of the tag division, I will have to go with a B. Um, but I will say I was very very high on this year for DDT. And again, I think the timing of it. If the first second half had happened in the first half, and the first half had happened in the second half. I think we'd be all a lot negative on it. Yeah. But right now they're heading in a, like they've done. It's like to me, if you were to, to ha, you know, compartmentalize it, the first six months were an F in my book. Then the next four months were an A. And then the last two ended as a B. Like, I think they're doing good, but not great right now. Uh, but it's still like way better now than it was in February. <laughs> like way, way better in my opinion. Yeah. So we'll revisit uh, this uh, in the, in the half year. We'll see how our opinions have changed on these grades. Uh, of course, our, our, that, that is our grades coming out of 2023. Our grades yeah. will probably change during 2024. Uh, and yeah, I am hyped. Uh, let's go into 2024 now with some op- optimism. I am looking forward to Cork and Hall next week. Uh, I am very, very much looking forward to what DDT has set up for the rest of the, the month. And uh, for the matches they have announced so far for uh, the rest of the year. And uh, do you guys have any more things to say? Because I'm all done. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot to get into. Whenever you talk about a year-end show, like, you know, you have so much to get into. And uh, I think that we, for these two promotions, I think we handled it pretty much as in and out as you, you could, inside and out. Um yeah, it was a great year uh, overall. Doing the show has definitely kept me much more in oh, line yeah. and in tune with like, with everything, uh, for sure. Because uh, I, yeah. you know, I cover everything for for Larry in any way. But I wouldn't have been as I wouldn't have had as much fun watching these two promotions without this show on the side. Yeah. To be honest, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. So just for me personally, that helped a lot. Um, there were there were some months. Uh, in the uh, there were some months where for Dragon Gate, I probably wouldn't have been watching that that much hadn't it been for this show. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And, and like I, you said, with the Larry, it's kind of like my job almost. Like yeah. you know, so I, I have to watch everything. But this made it to where I also had fun uh, with it. Even when it was bad, I 
I always enjoyed coming on here and talking about it all well with you guys because you you know sometimes I'll say something sucked, but then you guys will like it more. <laughs> so so yeah. uh, it's another perspective that I always really value a lot. Uh, and all the fans out there, hopefully you guys have, have enjoyed the year. And again, maybe there was there was ups and downs with both companies and every company you could point to. I don't care if it's in Japan, AEW, like whatever, like, like was, any there indie. Was, there was no clear promotion of the year for ev- everything this year. Twenty twenty three was an up and down year for every company, <laughs> except for CMLL, the best company. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. They were the best company, in my opinion. But still, um, in all seriousness, though, it, you know. There, you know, there was ups and downs, but hopefully, you guys found a way to enjoy the wrestling that you watch and care about and love. And hopefully, maybe we even helped out a little bit on that end. Uh, so, I want to say thank you to both of you for again adding more fun to my wrestling watching experience this past year, especially with these two companies. And uh, definitely want to thank the listeners uh, one more time. Please go to the Eastern Lariat Twitter account at Eastern Lariat. Go to the Google forum. Vote on the awards. Uh, for very, the Eastern very, we really very appreciate similar it. concept to uh, our, what we did here for our awards. Yeah, we we have a few more, and it's going to be a major episode. Uh, you know, that's going to be next week. Uh, well, uh, for, for, you, for, the... for you guys, it's every promotion in Japan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like su- supercharged almost uh, yeah. for this one. They include everybody, and there were some extra awards. We're doing some different things. We're going to have our first ever Hall of Fame inductions uh, for the Eastern area on uh, next week. I can't wait for you guys. I'm so happy. Uh, I think uh, I'll just say people who are fans of this show may definitely want to tune in to the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony uh, on there to see one of the inductees. And I think everybody will appreciate uh, the other because we both picked one. And uh, I think that it's going to be great. The awards are really important. And again, we're we're closing in already. I'm so happy and proud to see the awards already. We've already blown by last year's vote uh, count from last year's year-end awards. We're just a little bit short of the mid-year awards. If we can get a few more votes, we'll beat that too and have our highest vote count ever. So we're just a few away. It's we're, it's really close. Hopefully we can get there. But thank you guys for tuning in and listening to anything I'm on. Uh, Wrestle Update, I'm going to do Awards 2 for American with me and Nello. And these awards that we're going to do is just, just fucked. <laughs> Let me tell you. like <laughs> uh, it, it, It's by far the most insane you, <laughs> awards I've ever had. You have hyped me up so much to listen to that episode when it comes out. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> and on top of it, by the way, for the we're not going to do this on this show, on the, on the Dramatic Dream Dragons or even Eastern Lariat. I've pitched this a number of years. And for whatever reason, I don't think Stringer really wants to, and it's smart for him not to want to. But <laughs> me, and, me and Nello don't have these rules. Don't play by these rules. Uh, we also have the worst of the year awards that we put together as well. Oh yeah. Uh, we, we've we've come up through everything. We've got attire awards, uh, best best gear, best look, best theme music, best bo- like best entrances, worst botches. We have worst promos, which I just sent him a ton last oh, night. Yeah. And and uh, huh? I mean, I said MJF. <laughs> hey, he's he might be worst on the mic, like the worst interviews. So that's another all encompassing. But we also have worst singular promos which had a lot of fun picks. So the Wrestle Update Awards, uh, even if you don't care about American wrestling that much, I highly recommend it because it's <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Let's just put yeah. it that way. And I'm, I'm very happy for it. So yeah, thank you guys so much. And I always appreciate the time for you and all the listeners out there. Thank you, Dylan. Um, I just want, as we do the plugs, I just want to plug all the episode ideas. Oh, really? Um, yeah. The best of all. 
there is a dramatic special with, with Pedro, Plock Pedro, and then um, the Pedro, the outlet origin story, um, talking a lot about content creation in the in the Puro and Joshi world. It was really interesting hearing from him. Very, very comes from what it, um, what his his takes are. Then obviously go watch Gone Pro. The bad communication review is up. I did with Savi, and we talked about that a little bit. Seriously, watch that show. It's really good. Um, it was. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a good show. I like Gone Pro a lot. Like almost all their shows have hit for me. And the best part, the Reign of Terror, Kodaka, is finally gone. Yeah. We have a good champion again. Actually, um, today, no, yesterday, um, there there was another title match. I am not spoiled. Yeah, I dare you. It was, it was taped. <laughs> so, um, I, I look forward to watching it, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Katsumura was Kenoka. That will be. And I also heard from someone that was in the building for it that almost all the matches hit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Not not finished. There's a third um, show coming that is already canned, already taped. That will come out a few days after this, and it's another dramatic special with a very special person for the Five Star Network. So. Look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you to all the listeners who voted uh, in the dramatic, the first ever Dramatic Dream Dragons year-end awards. Uh, I I loved the doing the concept. It was basically just something I wrote down uh, while sitting on the couch at my friend's apartment um, after Yannick had bothered me and said, like, oh, we should get going with these things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I totally forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm, re- I'm really glad we did it because it was one of my uh, one of my favorite recordings. It was very fun, and I hope hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, keep keep uh, coming coming back to us with some with feedback. Always ask someone who is in the Five Star Network, uh, uh, like a contributor to the Five Star Network, for an invite to the Five Star Network Discord, where you can chat to us in our channel. Uh, we always appreciate listening to what the uh, listeners say. And let's have a great 2024, guys. Uh, I can't wait. And I hope that throughout 2024, we are all ready to wake up and go.